Hello, and welcome back to part two of episode one of Juror Number One. So, what did you decide? Did you vote guilty and send Ronnie to jail for this rape and murder? Or was there just not enough evidence beyond reasonable doubt and you found Ronnie not guilty on all charges? Well, here is the real story. This is actually the true story of Ralph Armstrong. Ralph was found guilty on all counts, raping and murdering a 19-year-old girl named Sharice Camps, who was a student at the University of Wisconsin. So, if you said guilty, then you were right in line with this jury. So, there you go. But, there's always more to the story. Eh, that that one was an okay impression. So, there is way more to this story. As you remember, what happened, you know, they had the, the semen evidence, they had the fingerprints, they had the hair, they had the eyewitness, they had the alibi. I mean, in 1981, I probably would have said guilty too. The man had just got out of jail for raping four different people. And then he comes to this town and this girl ends up raped and murdered? I'll be honest with you, I probably would have said guilty. But here's a lot more evidence that comes to light later on. So Ralph obviously uh, files an appeal. And over time, you know, as we all know, technology advances, DNA advances, and this can either help catch killers or release people who have been wrongfully convicted. So, in 1991, he's been in jail for 10 years now. They are seeking a new trial just based on the DNA results. So, they retest the DNA. And oh, that pesky DNA. What does the DNA tell you? Well, the DNA tells you that it couldn't have possibly been Ralph's semen on the bathrobe belt. He was cleared of that, but... The state still said that's an insignificant piece of circumstantial evidence. So they said that he can't have a new trial. That's insane, right? They have DNA evidence proving that it wasn't his semen on what was used to kill the person, but it wasn't enough for a new trial. So he carries on. So now Ralph waits. He'd have to wait another 10 years for them to really test the DNA again. 10 years. So he's been, this is 2001. He's been in jail for a little over 20 years, two decades behind bars. And he's just trying to get out for something that he knows that he didn't do. Well, they retested again in 2001. Obviously, technology's further down the line now. And they find that the hairs and the semen exclude Ralph from the case, that he couldn't have done it. So another four years go by, and the Wisconsin Supreme Court in 2005 said, okay, Ralph, you get a new trial. 
And now this is where things get really interesting. So strap in for this one. So Ralph is waiting for his trial and a woman comes forward and she says back in 1995, 10 years ago, that she went to the county assistant district attorney, John Norsetter, and said that Steve, we called him Scott earlier, Steve, Ralph's brother, confessed to her that he's the one that killed the woman. What? Yes, in 1995, she came forward and said that Steve told her in gruesome detail what he did to this woman, raped her, beat her, and murdered her. And he told the woman, Scott said, well, you know, DNA is like a new thing now because of the OJ trial and all this stuff. And he's worried that once they test the DNA, they're going to exonerate Ralph and come after him. First of all, the guy's a huge piece of shit for killing someone. But then watching his brother sit in jail, that's insane. Insane. What a terrible, terrible human. So what did this assistant district attorney do with this information? He did nothing. Crazy, right? Nothing. He didn't tell anyone about this call. That is insane. He says, well, I didn't really think anything of it, so I didn't tell anyone. You didn't tell anyone? You didn't tell anyone that a woman who had a relationship with someone who was with the victim that night explains to her in great, gruesome detail that he murdered this woman, and you don't think I should tell anyone. What? That's what really is scary, very terrifying about a lot of these cases. Not all of them, obviously not all of them, but sometimes you find these DAs that seem like, I'm not accusing, seem like they would rather have an innocent person in jail than be proven wrong. And that is terrifying. If you thought that was scary, get a load of this. So, like I said, he got that call in 1995. In 2005, uh, Steve, Ralph's brother, the one who confessed to doing it to this woman, he dies. So he's dead. It's not till 2007, the guy's been dead for two years, not till 2007, the ADA finally tells these people about this phone call. He's been holding on to it for 12 years. And only after the guy dies, he tells them about it. So, as they're preparing for the new trial, Norsetter, this same guy, the same ADA, he sends off the last, the very last of the DNA evidence they have to be tested. You know what else he does? He doesn't tell anyone. He doesn't tell anyone from the defense. He doesn't tell anyone that he's sending off the very last of the DNA to be tested. And that's illegal. He can't do that. Oh, this is shady shit. So he sends off the very last of the DNA evidence and guess what he does? He only tests for the Y DNA. Why do you say that? Well, 
In the back of his mind, he still has this confession from his brother that says he did it. But they have a man convicted who's been in jail for over two decades. If you test the Y DNA, then you can't discern between two people with the same father. So in his mind, and I'm just saying this, this is all speculation. I'm saying this. He sends off the last of the DNA so they can never test it again, only to test for the Y chromosome, the, the Y DNA. So knowing that he has the confession from Steve, with the Y DNA not being able to tell apart two people that have the same dad, he's going to uphold Ralph's conviction and keep him in jail forever. And there will be no more appeals because the DNA has gone. That is shady, as the kids say, shady AF. It's unbelievable, really. So after hearing this, that he illegally took the DNA to do this, they finally, finally overturn his conviction. In 2009, they said, the judge said it was very clear that the prosecutor acted in bad faith. So, August 2009, it was completely dismissed, and Ralph was finally cleared of this crime. Crazy, right? Crazy. And there's so many of these stories out there. But man, some of that stuff is very, very scary. But anyway, thanks so much for listening. I hope you had fun. I hope you tell your friends. I hope you subscribe. I hope you have a wonderful day above all. But we'll be back next week with another trial for you to decide. This has been juror number one. Thank you.